Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my left, GW himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. Here to Wednesday Comics Podcast. Did I say that? You I did. did. I did. I just It sounded very fast and it confused me for a second. Uh, for the week of 12-12 uh, and 12, no, excuse me, 12-13 and 12-14. I was a little ahead of my time. Uh, there are comics coming out this week. Uh, nope, we're not talking about that. Uh, <laughs> I have no clue what's going on right now. I just went on autopilot. We just we were just talked about the hey, this is our big show of the year. Who gives a shit? We're gonna do the regular stuff. You know why? Because that song ended, and I my computer's like, you need to install an update, and I was like, fuck. So I clicked OK. It's basically I was on autopilot, and it was just that's how every show starts. That's where we're going, but not this time because this is our biggest show of the year. We got to get through this shit, all right? So we can have new comics. I apologize. I believe a big one coming out this week is Batman Spawn. So go get that, I guess, because everybody else is getting that. Or if you know, if you want to uh, actually get something good, go and pick up. Uh, oh, can't give away spoilers. Um, possibly. Well, actually, you guys is uh, number one pick for the best new series. Go pick that up. Uh, uh, do a power bomb. Which I did yeah. all collect and started reading the first issue, and I like it so far. So we'll see. Nice. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about the top five best writers and the top five best artists of 2022. Which, before we really get into our choices, why we chose it, and, and things like that, I just want to say artistically, so many choices to pick from this year. Like, and I think it's a matter of because a lot of my favorite books are by the same writer. So writers. In, at least in my group or like a smaller group, but they're working with multiple different kinds of artists and uh, different kinds of styles left and right that there were so many artists to pick from because I enjoy these writers a lot. So um, when we get into it, I bet you we overlap a lot this, uh, at least top five lists. So speaking of which, uh, Alex, you went first last time. So Garrett, we're going to start with the top five writers. What's your number five? My number five, as I was just, as I forgot somebody and coming in on the wave wire, um, I'm going to go with Tom Taylor, uh, somebody that used to be my number one. He's still, who's getting the fuck beat out of him right now? <laughs> Nobody. Someone is shuffling. Listen, I, we talked about this when we saw each other last, and I think it actually happens over the podcast. For things for you guys may seem really loud, but they're not hearing anything. So, yeah, well, I'm but, sorry. But we, I'm just... we hear it, and when it sounds like you're falling down the stairs, yeah. we got to call it out. Who knows? Do we, do we got to call 911? I, I was just getting up on my chair. Oh. Wow. Well, man, fix your, <laughs> fix your spine because it cracked like 20 <laughs> times. But, yes, going back to what I was saying, my number five top writer is Tom Taylor, uh, writer of Nightwing, Superman, Son of Kal-El, uh, DC's War of the Undead Gods, uh, doing an amazing job. You know, he's normally one of my top build writers, um, and I feel like uh, he's been doing solid work, and I, I, every issue of Nightwing has been incredible. Superman, Son of Kal-El has also been really good. Uh, you can tell it's ending soon because they're kind of wrapping up a lot of storylines. Um, oh, I forgot Dark Knights of Steel, another great series uh, going on by Tom Taylor. So, uh, yeah, number five, Tommy T. Uh, the Superman, uh, Son of Kal-El book has been fantastic. And who's the uh, artist on it now? I, I keep forgetting. That's a good question. Oh, I mean, Google machine it. I think there is like a, a an artist that we all three love doing a little run here on that book. Maybe no, actually, maybe it's the Man of Steel book. Whatever. Anyways, I agree with you. Like Tom Taylor was somebody who was on the bubble for me, um, but all those books uh, I think are fantastic, and I like him seeing himself kind of spread out and doing more stuff than just like alternate universe kind of things uh, with yeah. Superman, Son of kal And even though it kind of was like him reinventing who Superboy is, I'll say in quotations, uh, and making him like jump into being Superman because his father was uh, gone on a mission. Um, I still think like the Tom Taylor that like you talk about, Garrett, 
that does Injustice, that does maybe a DC Knights of Steel, which are all uh, great books on their own, but the Superman Sinecal book still felt like different, even though it was set in continuity. You know what I mean? So like those ones, of course, mm-hmm. feel different because he could mess around with it. But I like I like how different this felt than uh, any other Superman book than we that has been coming out recently, especially around then. I think it actually took a turn right after that with this book and then also with the uh, Action Comics series. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about this so much because it's not even on my list. <laughs> I know, me too. I, I was just like, I just literally was too in love with that book to kind of like um, move, have you move on from that because I think that is a big testament to Tom Taylor is how great that book is. And I know I got a lot of press early on because of the decisions uh, uh not the decisions, but the choice that he made uh, on the uh, sexuality. Well, actually, that's been in multiple things. DC, they made him basically uh, bisexual, and that became a big thing about why should Superman be bisexual. People who don't read comics thinking that they actually were changing Clark's uh, sexual orientation versus his son, which they weren't changing anything. Like, that has never been something established. Like, if you read, as we did, so many books about that character growing up, um, and er, was introduced early on and it's not like they changed something because it's like before they were kids now he's becoming an adult and that's what that book was and I think it was a really great job of showing that and also kind of being aware of how kids are today I was really surprised with like usually writers you know what fuck it he's number five um, writers yeah I was like geez man like will write a book that is about kids and it doesn't feel 100% right it feels like a parent looking at kids and being like oh this is how they talk and that book actually I felt the opposite. Like it really felt real and genuine. And at least from interviews that I read afterwards about uh, Tom Taylor himself, like that book was him really giving everything to that character to make him not the same thing that people and be more aware of, of, of who's out there so people can uh, have a hero of their own. And I think that, that especially that initial uh, arc, uh, Garrett, of that book. Yeah is so that good. was top notch it was amazing yeah. it's so good i think that like that is one thing because that was earlier this year right or maybe it was late last year but whatever it was there was some bleed over right. um, it was late last year because we're we're in issue 18 coming up here this month i i will say i think this that that book is probably the most underrated book coming out right now like it's not it's not blowing up headlines and everybody's like hey you gotta read this but it really is fantastic so it is but i feel like nightwing has just as equal footing uh i think all of tom taylor's books you know i think uh yeah i don't know why i haven't seen a lot about his stuff in the in the news or like the right off the press especially with nightwing's 100th issue coming up here soon so who knows you know what tom taylor Never even made my list. I don't think you partially, read any of those books, do you? Partially, I have all those books. I haven't read any, so he couldn't. He couldn't be on my list, even just if he wanted to. Just because you caught up December of twenty twenty one, then yeah, you, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be Dude, caught up on the books in twenty twenty two. You know what's so shameful is that last week I read twenty eight books to talk on the show, and now I had most of my list already pre made until tonight. So. I had like two I had to add on, um, but Tom Taylor never like he dawned on me. Oh, I could throw him in, but it would be a lot. So you you read Superman, Son of Kal El? No, God, no. I oh. I have uh, Dark Knights of Steel and I had Nightwing. You're like I read all his books, and I was like, I've never heard you yeah. talk about that book. Yeah. Uh, anyways, what's your five? You guys talk about what, it what, makes me interested to read it. But. Listen, what's your five? My number five is, you know, probably uh, sacrilegious to say so, but it's Chip Zdarsky. Um, the man put like this book. But what? I know. Five? I know. He's number five. There's other, there are other writers this year that I was like, you know what? I've either read more of your stuff. I have either enjoyed even one issue more than what I've read of Chip's. Now, again, Chip is one of those ones. He has now spread his wings. Farther than Stillwater. He's now into Batman. Um, the public domain is good, but there's a reason why I didn't put it on my list last week is that, yeah, I enjoy it, but it's not as memorable as some of his other stuff. And it's not even the comedic beats that I need from him. He's got to be more of a, um, I'm going to call it monotone writer. It's not always about the, the jokes, it's not always about the gags. 
it's just about telling the story, which is always phenomenal by a chip, but I'm gonna not say, enough to be number one. I'm going to say one thing, and these lists are based on opinion, obviously, but I'm just going to say one thing that over the course of, of almost uh, six years, and actually more than six years, almost seven years, over this podcast, I've never felt that you've made a dumber statement in your life. <laughs> oh shit! I just, dude, dude I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, anyway, I, we'll talk about Chip more later. Obviously, if if I'm like that, but it's so surprising to me that you don't like any of his books that way. But what do you mean? I don't. You said that there's always like the other writers for the rest of the year that like there's always one more thing that better than than Chip this year. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm oh. looking literally at my next four that I'm going to tell you about. Listen, and I got basically. I'll defend myself later when I defend his honor. All right. It's not even his honor. I'm not saying he's a fucking trash monkey. I'm just saying. <laughs> I guess he didn't make the top five. Jesus. You know who you know who didn't make the top five? Tom Taylor. There we go. Tom uh, <laughs> Gary, what's your number four? Um, so my four uh is from a little book I like to call Do a Power Bomb, and that's Daniel Warren Johnson. Um you know, I haven't really read anything by him besides this book, um, and it blew me away. And it was such a beautifully crafted tale, you know, seven issues. It was, I've said it before, we were talking about it last week. I mean, it's heartwarming. It's got action. It's got stakes. Uh, it literally is just seven issues of pure awesome. And I think that uh, not only did the story by word and, and quotation, but the story by art uh, done by Daniel Warren Johnson was just all right there. So it had the spectacle of a night at WWE. Um, it had the heartfelt moments of million dollar baby sort of stuff. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, it, I was so sad when it ended. I want more, but it's kind of like Breaking Bad. It's like you got to end it on a high and get people craving more. Um, if they do a second volume, I would love it, but they don't need to because it ended so great. I say, is it is it possible that I, now? I've chosen not to read six, just so the fact I want to read six and seven back to back and fill up that story. Is there potential they could make a second, or is this story wrapped up in its own? Um, I feel like they shouldn't, but they could. Yeah. Okay, I like that answer. It's kind of like Tokyo Ghost. Probably shouldn't. There's like a little nugget, but you don't have to. No, I, I that, that was literally the book that crossed my mind that I keep waiting to hear about a second volume. And I remember how Tokyo Ghost was perfection at its key moments. Um, no, don't touch that book. Right. My number four is uh, somebody who. If we look at the whole gamut of writers uh, on this list, uh, as I talked about earlier in the show, I feel like there's a lot of writers on multiple series this year. Um, and it kind of, that's what my list kind of became. The next two actually are only on one book that, at least that I read. Uh, and so for them doing this list, they're like the workhorses of my list, you know? And uh, I think uh, Chris Condon uh, working on that Texas blood this year, I think it's just very consistent, very great as a book that like, started with us that first issue being like so big and then it kind of changes from there but constantly i feel like getting better and better um i think chris condon has been doing a fantastic job in that book it's literally one of my favorite books and uh, i think that um that's the one book too is if you if we were to say as i was saying earlier um nope i was uh, earlier but not on this podcast. I was thinking this earlier that uh, uh, that's one of those books. It's like you, is always consistently great. Maybe it's not like has the highest highs of all the books I read, but it's very consistently great. So uh, there we go, Chris Condon, number four. Let's drop my phone. <clears throat> my number four is Jed McKay, uh, writer of Moon Knight. One of the books that I have read at least 13 issues of in the year. Phenomenal, phenomenal writer. Even before the Moon Knight show got everyone crying out of the Moon Knight, this is the man who, who sealed the deal for me, where you get Moon Knight not being always a supernatural fighter, not always being a crazy nut job, but mixing them together. <laughs> a crazy nut job who runs a business 
fighting monsters for other people, and of course having to fight his own thugs and pieces of shit by being crazy. So it's kind of like the uh, the Riggs, Martin Riggs from Lethal Weapon. You know he's fucked up, but you're glad he's on your team. Mm-hmm. Not McKay. Moon Knight himself. Moon Knight himself. Um, do I have his card on Snap? I can't remember. If I do, uh, I don't like it. So, um, Moon Knight. Moon which... Knight's never a character I choose to have on my team because he's not as good as I think he should be. And plus, you don't want to deal with the uh, crazy. Exactly. Part of him. So, uh, Garrett, numero tres. My numero tres, Chip Zarsky. Um, you know, he didn't hit the number one. He wasn't five, for fucking out loud. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> he's been uh, he's been doing incredible work. Uh, his work on Batman. Uh, we got some crossover uh, at the beginning of the year. Um, that's still coming out, but I uh, haven't seen anything from him lately. Um, we have, uh, I mean, there's so much. Did he do Twig? No. That was Scott Young. Uh, Scott Young, that's right. I get those two mixed up all the time. Still Water. Yep, Still Water, one of the great horror books coming out right now. I mean, he's just See, done no, so Gary, much. You put he's... him at number three, but you only named two books. Because I only need those two still, books, bro. And they, and they still sound mediocre. Wicked Witch of the East, bro. Um, uh, <laughs> Are you calling me that or what? It's <laughs> <laughs> that TikTok. Um, uh, but no, I think he is truly one of the best writers out there. And like, dare I say, he would you fucking <laughs> shut up? Uh, dare I say, he might be replacing somebody that's normally on our list every year. And I don't think he made it this year for any of us. Maybe nope. he did, but I doubt nope. it. Um, so, Yeah. I uh, I just think that uh, he's done such a good job. I, I know he's been taking a more serious tone. You know, like he is funny at, at times. Um, but I honestly think that this is some of the best work that he's done. Uh, I love his Batman story right now. Um, so, yeah, Chip Zdarsky. My number three is somebody, once again, as I said before, had... One book coming out, very consistent book though. I feel like it's a um, a higher higher than there there will be Texas Blood, whatever the fuck it's called, <laughs> that Texas Blood. And uh, but the next two, I'm I'll speak about in a second. Uh, there's really a reason they're above this uh, a writer, but I think that, like consistently, it's Brian K. Vaughn uh, on uh, Saga for this year. I think consistently great. He's great about the issue, which is what I love about a uh, Brian K. Vaughn book is that. In issues, you are getting something that's going to be different than the trades, and it's never going to be able to be something uh, that you get for reading in trade. Um, whereas some books, I feel like they're made for the trade, and you really are uh, basically wasting the monthly money on that book because it's not satisfying. For Saga, like I said, especially from this comeback of uh, uh, almost four years, it really hit in a good place. And I feel like to leave for that long and then do it again and do it at the consistently high as it was before, because it's very easy to have a bad sophomore year. But I feel like this book uh, more than impressed me. And I think even uh, there is an evolution of of this story that I didn't think I was going to enjoy that I am actually enjoying. So uh, Brian K. Vaughn for Saga. <clears throat> Number three is Daniel Warren Johnson, of course. Do a power bomb. Couldn't make him number one. I got two other people much more suited to fit there. But this is the book that honestly probably, um, not that I ever lost my love for comics. That is never going to happen. I, I've, Marvin has corrupted me too far to ever give up the pulp. But this is the book that this year has, has solidified my love for wanting to read books. And to know that there are stakes at hand, that there are. Hey, um, did, you, did you pause because I was laughing at you saying pulp and you didn't understand why I was laughing? I didn't pause. Oh, I thought you did. I felt like no. you did. Oh, sorry. Continue. <laughs> I paused now because uh, someone stopped me. <laughs> this book is phenomenal. Uh, I would honestly, if you're not reading it, you should be reading it. And Demi Warnock, Johnson, I want to say Allison, that's not correct. Uh, Johnson has done such a fantastic job setting the tone for it. And like I told you guys just a moment ago, I got to wait to read six and seven because I want to wrap this story up 
in a perfect bow like it should be. It's a good plan. That is a good plan. There you go, Garrett, number two. My number two, um, it, was, it was a tough fight between uh, my two and my one, but my two is Tom King. Um, holy shit, the caliber of work that he's put out this year. Um, wrapping up Batman Catwoman, which I think is, if he would have been writing that caliber of Batman the entire time, would have been the best series ever. Um, we got, um, right now, The Human Target. Um what else have I been reading by him? Oh, the Batman One Bad Day he did an issue of. Um, I will say one series that I'm not liking a lot by him is Love Everlasting. It's really annoying, and I think that's the point, but uh, not a fan of it so far, and it's almost five issues in. Um, but I thought, I mean, I counted Batman Catwoman because it, uh, it did go in December uh, of 2021, but even Human Target, I mean, that issue four, um, probably one of the best issues of comics this year. Um, you know, he has help from his artists to help tell these stories, but just some of the most perfect issues that I've read. Um, and I think that he is just really on his game with these limited maxi series and mini series. Um, Wasn't he doing uh, GCPD year one? Uh, oh, he's doing Gotham City or one. Yep. Yeah. He's doing that yeah. too, which has been great. Um, and I know they're doing a new series. Him and uh, Jorge Fornes um, are going to be doing, um, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Comes out next week, I think, or something. Yeah. But, um, uh, but I just think he's doing great caliber work with DC. He's someone you can tell is very passionate about the characters of DC. Uh, he tells stories in a way that's compelling and like, hooks you like i think of gotham city year one thanks for bringing that up even though i forgot about it for a sec there uh one of the best mysteries out there and it's kind of like the perfect idea of a detective story uh told through characters in the dc universe um you know before their time and so i think that i just read issue three today and i was like man this book is good uh got some of our friends uh like phil uh, on the book and i just think it's just crafted in such a great way and that's the thing with Tom King is I never go into a book thinking that this is going to be lazily done. I know there's going to be a purpose and a plan and that it never feels like filler. It always feels like a spectacle. Unless um, Tom puts out a stinker. We're talking uh, about Rorschach. Well, well, okay. Puts out shit sometimes. Yeah, the I'll break your goddamn back, Batman. I mean, that was early Tom King. <laughs> but uh, this Love Everlasting, I'm on the fence. I'm trying to get into it, but it's just not that great for me. But uh, you know, he's writing across a ton of different uh, genres, so that one might just not be for me. But well, I, I think Everlasting is gonna be one that you just need to stick with. I haven't read; I've only read the first issue, and it was fine. Oh. But there's well, got to be read four issues, and if you think you're getting any answers, you don't. So, yeah. well, I just I, I imagine it's the book that you have to put in the legwork to finally get the payout for it, and whether or not you want to hang around for twelve issues, who knows? Yeah, right. I hope so, but no. Great job this year. Can't wait to see what he does uh, this next year. It's only going to get bigger and better. There you go, number two, Mr. Uh, TK himself. TK uh, Fire. You know, I have a feeling that there's somebody I forgot because you guys both keep talking. You guys both keep talking about somebody coming up here on your list that you're like, hold. You know, it was a battle between these people. I'm like, who the fuck else could it be? <laughs> and I, I hope we're not pulling a fucking Chris Samney on this yet. Like, um, anyways, my number two, uh, is a man named Zorsky. Um, I was just looking at the number of books that he has coming out right now that are like grand slams, newborn, still water, as you stated, Alex, the night Batman, the night. Um, Oh, is it newborn? Yeah. What I say? I heard you. I thought you said newborn. I thought, what book is that? Uh, I've, read, I've only read issue one, so I don't know if that's good or not. Daredevil. Holy shit, man. Woman with, Daredevil, <laughs> Woman Without Fear. Daredevil, obviously, the restart that happened this year. Devil's Reign, Batman, as we were talking about before. Uh, and like the consistently of doing great superhero work along with other stuff, especially if we're looking at Stillwater. Um, and especially if we're looking at. Uh, some of his other uh, books there, like the, I feel like his Batman uh, is enjoyable. I feel like, what was the, the last book I just said by him that I looked up? God damn it, here it is. Uh, oh, Daredevil, obviously. What the fuck? It was on my list of the best uh, new series for Devil's Reign, which um, 
I feel like is uh, maybe the highlight is going to be the highlight of his Daredevil career. We'll see. Um, but uh, it definitely is. He's definitely a writer this year that put in the work. And it was on so many books with so many great artists. And I just have to. And by the way, the funniest person on the Internet. Like I watch every once in a while he'll post a video of some, like some stupid skit that he's doing. And he literally uh, will make me gut laugh. I'm like, how's this fucking guy writing some of the best books out there? And he's such like a, a jokester like this. So, you know, for that, number two. I respect what you put in, but we all make mistakes, Marvin. Oh, jeez. What's your number two? My number two is actually what Garrett had, Tom King. A good, I mean, has been writing so many good things. You know, we didn't have Rorschach this year, so I could high him to a, a better standard at least. Didn't we have one issue uh, this year? Did we have? I don't know. I think like the last one came out Did in we? January. I'll double check. Um, then, then he should have been number eight because the, the shit book. Um, what he has been put out <laughs> this year and that I have been reading has been phenomenal. Um, and honestly, the biggest book that sticks out is The Human Target. He is putting characters that I I would know nothing about and have made them worthwhile to know. And he does that with all the characters he writes about. Slam Bradley, when he wrote The Vision 10 Issues, when he wrote uh, Mr. Miracle, all things he writes, excluding my person personally, Rorschach is the one book I struggle with, and I will say it until the day I die. But every other book he has ever written is phenomenal. He knows how to nail you in with the characters, gives you the lore that actually means something. He puts stakes in there. And there's there's issues that I have teared up at when I read Vision or when I read Mr. Miracle. There's things that make you feel like I can connect to that character. And that is the one thing Tom King solidifies solidly does in every book is give you a reason to care. So Tom King, number two. Uh, my number two, I reset. So Al Garrett, what's your number one? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, all right. With that introduction, my number one is Chris Condon. Um, I know like I could put other writers higher, but no, that Texas blood Hands down, wow, well, I'm, we'll talk about that soon, so spoilers for the future, but best comic book coming out uh, of all the comics I read. I look forward to it every time it comes out. It's a compelling story, great art, uh, true crime. I love the crime stories. I mean, it it, it feels like that. It, it's like Criminal. I mean, when Criminal came out, it's the same thing, looking forward to it, but it's become its own thing, and I, I, love, I love the character Joe Bob. I love all of the supporting characters. This last arc, which I don't know if you guys read it. Yeah. Fucking incredible. I mean, I think we might have reviewed it. I don't remember. But the serial killer arc was so well done. And then I read the Christmas special today. And <clears throat> Garrett. Had a great time with that, too. Uh, we haven't reviewed it yet because we are reviewing a sneak peek for next week for our Christmas party. So we'll talk well, about this arc soon. Good thing you told so, me because I need to read all five issues. Okay, well, don't I won't get too deep into it, but I, I mean, I just think I know that he started out as like a TV show movie writer, yeah, and I think he's really finding himself in comics. And um, if this book just keeps coming out at the pace that it is, I think it's going to continue to be the best comic out there. Um, the story's compelling. The story—it's so interesting. I get hooked at the end of every arc and issue. Yeah, just the best book out there. It it takes me back to when my like, Killer Be Killed was coming out. When mm-hmm. that, I mean, so fucking good, and I just uh, can't recommend it enough. Everyone needs to get that Texas Blood. Uh, I, the last talk as you stated uh, has been great, and I was actually watching a, a little horror movie called Smile. Um, and creepy. It reminded me of being like, how many sw- smiling? like creepy things are there. Like it really is a creepy thing just to see somebody fucking grinning ear to ear. Um, and it made me think of, of this last arc, uh, Garrett. Um, and it reminded me of like that motif of the smiling man is something to fear, uh, which is, was in this book. And then I believe in Gideon Falls, we had a little smiling man. And uh, obviously yeah. the movie smile that I, uh, smile I watched <clears throat> and just in all the other things where people are smiling. I think that, as you stated, like the crime behind it and like the realistic kind of, it's almost like criminal, but you get it from this 
this Joe Bob side of things and how like how things are in this town and how it affects the town people versus the actual um, criminals. But I feel like, uh, as you stated, one of the best books coming out, very much different than anything coming out. Because even they have like Reckless coming out and things like that. But I feel like this is definitely not something that you have to be like, hey, it's kind of taking inspiration from that. I think it has broken off into its own thing. So very great. Very great. Yeah. My number one um, is somebody who you guys just talked about, Tom King. Uh, my number one writer, uh, Human Target. Fantastic. Um, it, it, it should be no surprise to anybody that <clears throat> he's this high. As last year, I believe he was also the, around this number one. I don't think he was my number one, but I think he was up there. I don't remember, actually. So you could say it's number one, and I would believe you. But as Alex stated, like, for a while, some of his books have been my favorite books of the year. Uh, when he was talking about Rorschach, we won't get into it. That was last year. Um, but I was looking at my comics that I get right now. The aforementioned Gotham City Year One has been fantastic. Uh, the... Oh, Alex, the last issue of Rorschach came out September 2021. So it wasn't this year. Uh, Gotham City Year One. Uh, where's the other ones here? Year One, Human Target. Um, as you stated, Garrett, he also had uh, Batman Catwoman. He also had that other Batman series coming out, um, which was Killing Time uh, coming out. And I think just Tom King has been a writer that surprised me that when he decided to start doing, you know, human target and strange, uh, Rorschach. And I think every single one of those books so far, uh, maybe not human target, but have been like, Oh, right. This, like, why would I care about this? But yes, somehow he finds a way to be like, this is my favorite thing. And I love this character now. And as Alex, you were saying before, like human target is not somebody who many people are aware of, as I mentioned, and Garrett said, it's because I'm too old. I remember when they had that TV show online, I mean, on TV, on Fox. Uh, I think it was one season, maybe two. Who knows? Um, and that's how I was kind of introduced to that character, and then I started getting into him. And it's just like it takes this unique kind of walk in DC that not many other writers make you feel comfortable like with whatever story he's going to tell you about whatever characters are involved, and you just like know that it's going to come out good. So as you said to Garrett, a little shakier up front when he was on ongoing, but when he gets his chance to do his thing, baby, this man uh, has no has no equal. Maybe Alex thinks differently. Mm-hmm. We'll see what his number one is. Well, obviously, I have to say definitely because Tom King was number two. Uh, there should be no surprise when number one truly is. It's Brian K. Vaughn. He took four year, three and a half years, four years off of Saga to come back and yet again enthrall you with the story that we have now left and I'm still reeling over the ending of number 54. We get 55 through number 60 and the book still holds tight. I'm still impressed with these characters. I'm still scared for what they're going to go through. Um, The mystery of, of where this book is going, only he and Fiona Staples know. And I'm along for the ride for every year that it will continue to come out. but there is no other question who my number one could be. The book has come back and still is as strong as it was three and a half years ago. So Brian K. Vaughn, welcome back to 2022. I don't think he went anywhere for they didn't have years anymore, Alex, but I understand what you're starting to say. Well, I hadn't seen him writing anything <laughs> and I couldn't buy it. Oh, so you, yeah, you, he might have actually been lost in time. Then you're right. I feel that's why he did not I mean, to be fair, I don't go on the internet that often outside of buying eBay stuff. Uh, so who knows where he went? You know, Alex, I was literally thinking about that. I have a box of toys next to me, and now I just literally thought when I was looking at the one you were explaining um, your pick, I was thinking, I was like, bet you anything lost. <laughs> Alex was on the internet. He was looking for toys. I uh, was doing that. To, I was not shopping for toys. I was leaving positive feedback for my sellers. So, mm, for your, you got a business going? Well, no, 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 no. But I buy from them. I'm the buyer. They are the seller. Okay. <laughs> uh, here we go. This is the top five uh, writers of 2022. We'll get into the artists here in a moment. You know what? I was thinking though. Also, I feel like for the first time in forever. All three of us might have a top favorite book this year. 
Like, I think we all read the same top three, but I think we all have different ones, which is very interesting to me because this also is the first year or the first, now it's the second season, but basically the first year where we decided to kind of break up the format more and quit talking about only new books and go back and kind of just be like, it can be whatever feels right to talk about. And so we still read these books, but I think that each one of us found something to grasp on and uh, we'll find out next week for sure. Obviously not next week, two weeks from now. Well, well, that's the thing that I'm, I'm excited for. And I'm glad that we're doing that, that show in two weeks is that I feel like a chance to attempt to binge read some books so that I can tell you how I feel about stuff. Um, but this is the first year that at least I haven't either matched with Marvin or I haven't matched with Garrett or all three of us haven't had the same writer as our number one. Because Jeff Lemire wasn't even considered this year. Listen, I was looking. Was the at least the book only book that I read by him must have been the uh, Swamp Thing book that was postponed. Uh, yeah, because when there's the black the black orchard thing. Yeah, black, black feathers. Bone Orchard, Black Feathers, yeah. Oh, I don't think I'm reading. And um, Little Monsters. I binge, I binge read one through eight of Little, Little Monsters. Monsters. It's very good. But it seems very Jeff Lemire. You know what? I will say, though, on Jeff's be- Jeff's behalf, uh, Black Hammer Reborn, haven't read it. I didn't really get into... When I started doing all the miniseries, like, I kind of like got exhausted from it, so I took a little break and then realized it was coming out. Um, and then also, I believe he's writing another book with somebody else. I literally just saw it um, that I haven't read either. So it's, it's not for lack of trying, but he is definitely doing way less work than he used to. So it's kind of more, you have to pick his books to actually actively read them. So, um, yeah, so it is unique that we all have different writers. So let's see about artist. Uh, I'll start first with my number five. Uh, somebody who I feel like um, even if the uh, story went in a direction that I was not uh, a fan of and uh, for a book to conclude this way. And even if I feel like it, it had highs and lows in this last kind of uh, run to the end, but I think somebody who is consistently great this last year on this book is uh, Wes Craig um, on uh, deadly class. Uh, Wes Craig, I think in that book uh, really showed why that book was unique and the things that were still great about it. Uh, like I said, it was a little shaky at the end there, but I think without Wes Craig on this book, uh, it wouldn't be uh, as half as entertaining and uh, enjoyable to read. So Wes Craig for specifically for Deadly Class. So Alex, what about your number five? Uh, I actually matched yours at Wes Craig, but for a different book for Kaya. Uh it has the same drawing esque as what he obviously has in Deadly Class, but there's just that hint of more cartoonish, a little less line work, a little more filling in the colorings. Um, that book is so beautiful, so fantastic, and it's only been three issues in, but enough to bring me in and knowing that he is writing it plus doing the art. And that was the rule I made for myself this year was that I can't have a writer and artist who does both. I got to pick them for one of the other things. So uh, there will be no duplicates on my artist list. Wes Craig, you're winning number five, baby. There you go. Uh, Garrett, number cinco. <laughs> uh, my number five, uh, you know, I already talked about him in great detail, but Daniel Warren Johnson, uh, do a powerbomb. Um, you know, I wish I could put him higher, but, uh, you know, the other four uh, have to have those spots. But uh, I was so impressed by seven issues of this person than I've been with entire series of other artists. So um, his ability to, um, you know, show emotion, show action, uh, kind of build that anticipation for each fight. You know, I could see it in the characters' faces. Just one, I was just so impressed. Seven issues totally blew my mind. Um, and has cemented for me that anytime that Dana Warren Johnson is writing or drawing a book, more than likely I'm checking it out. See it, Alex. You said you weren't picking somebody who does both, and this guy said, fuck you right away. I, I, hey, that's fine. I, to be fair, I could have made both lists, literally, uh, who wrote it and drew it. Um, my number four, speaking of uh, a book, and as uh, Gear, we actually just described a moment ago, Jacob Phillips for uh, That Texas Blood. Also, the Reckless book. I don't know if you guys knew another one came out. 
uh, colors on there. They're on like four or five. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I saw that rainbow a couple weeks ago. They're uh, chugging along there. It's on Hoopla, though, too. Um, it's on Hoopla. Uh, but uh, Jacob Phillips has been somebody who I feel like, and I, say, I think I said this last year, I'm going to continue saying it because he's continually doing fantastic work on that book, especially like, dude, the, the fucking covers for this last arc are fucking fantastic. I don't know more to say. Like each one of those could be, if this was a horror movie in the eighties, like the poster for the movie. Uh, and you would be like, I'm terrified by just looking at that poster. But I think it's somebody, and I said it like from the beginning, I feel like for a little bit, he was trying to find himself and was kind of trying to mimic his dad, but no more. Like, obviously there's an influence there, but no more am I just like, oh, he's trying to mimic his dad. It is Jacob Phillips's art. And uh, I'm starting to like it a little more uh, than maybe his dad. We'll see. But um, uh, fantastic. Fantastic. He's a li- literally a great colorist in that book, too. I'm pretty sure he I would put him himself. on the same tier. I don't think I can make him better than his dad. I mean, it's because his book's so great. Well, we'll see if you decide next week, Alex. That's true. That's true. I'm going to binge with five issues, though. Uh, what about four? What are we talking? My number four is a uh, friend of the show, Phil Hester. The man is putting out gold in issues for DC. Uh, that's enough said right there. We talk to him at Supercon. Every time we speak to him, he enlightens me on the work he's doing and just how down-to-earth he is. Uh, I look at his artwork in this book specifically, and it is gnarly. It is so fantastic. I I don't want to live in Gotham anytime because I'm afraid I'm going to get tied to a chair and beat the living shit out of me. And if, if that is as much blood that's going to come out of my mouth as what Phil has drawn or left open for uh, Jordi Belair to do herself, to color, uh, I don't need to live there. So, Phil, you have lived oh. made Gotham even scarier than it ever was. There you go. That's Alex's number four, uh, Garrett. So you guys might throw daggers at me, but my number four is uh, Fiona Staples from Staga. Um, I uh, obviously, you know, I had to wait just as long as you guys, if not longer, for Saga to come back. And uh, <laughs> just kidding, but uh, no, I think that she did. Am- she's done amazing work on Saga, and did not skip a beat when coming back. Um, you know, those five issues we got or six issues were amazing to look at. Um, she did. I thought she was doing new techniques. Uh, even in that small amount of issues this year. And, you know, I'm well worth waiting for, uh, for a break if she can pump out the same type of content. So, um, sad that I haven't seen saga in a while, but I understand and I can't wait for her to come back and kick more art ass. So there you go. Fiona Staples, your number four of 2020. Uh, my number three, somebody who Alex actually just talked about. And I kind of put down here, Alex and, 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 you're not. You're 100% correct when you state that uh, he's a very humble, down-to-earth guy, Mr. Phil Hester, um, for number three here. But I put Gotham Year One crew because he's so humble about his work on that book that he says that they're really the champions of this book. So I got in my head being like, I probably should mention everybody on that book because I'm talking about that book specifically. But no, I think you're right. I think it's Phil Hester. Even though those people very much compliment his art, I think uh, – Phil is the king of selling low on himself. And in this book, he consistently surprises me with the choices made uh, and just like how fantastic the line work works. Like I understand Eric is going over to them with inking and Jordi's looking, making him look great with some coloring, but you can't deny the basic structure. And I think if you uh, said that to Phil, he'd be very humble to say, nah, I think they make me look better. But like there's so many choices made in this book in terms of perspective, in terms of shot. And, and I think Phil captures that beautifully. And I don't know if there's a better, um, DC book coming out right now. Actually, there is one more, uh, but I mean, beyond that one, uh, but this one here, um, it's just fantastic. I feel like. My number three, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. Is it me? Yep. Yep. Okay. With the fact that we change it up mid-show, I'm like, is that me now? Uh, Greg Smallwood is my number three. With uh, Human Target being the only book that I that comes to mind for me personally this year, uh, 
the artwork does enough for that story without him and Tom King having written any of it. When you watch Guy Gardner get broken into a pile of melting ice, uh, it chills my veins. When I see how he draws his, um, what is the girl's name? Frost? Yep. Frost. Um, I mean, I love her as a character now. Just how her interactions with um, Chance are, it just book is so beautiful. The coloring is fantastic. The art, the line work is great. Um, and honestly, just letting the art tell the story is enough to just make you stop and look at a page. This is probably one of the few books that I actually do stop to look at a panel, to look at the line work. Um, I don't just zoom through it because I got to enjoy it. And Greg Smallwood, you are the reason I stopped to look. There you go, Greeny, Greg Smallwood. Uh, Garrett, number three. Uh, my number three is uh, Sean Murphy with Batman Beyond the White Knight. Um, you know what I will say about all these artists, except for a couple of the top two, is like I love their work so much, but it's so spread out that it just gets me to crave more. So like Sean Murphy on Batman Beyond the White Knight, the guy is the most detailed artist I've ever seen in my life. Um, he can fit about 100 Easter eggs in a maybe fourth horizontal panel on a page uh it's incredible work and to not only like be responsible to like visually uh tell your story but you know he's also double taking on writing as well um this universe that he's created for us has been such a fun ride um you know getting to play with all the fun batman toys i mean like this is his universe and he can do whatever he wants and he's you can tell that he is so um you know, for these uh, losers out there that haven't seen Batman Beyond, you know he's uh, he's doing real justice to to that story, and for all for those of us that have been following along with Bruce and Harley and uh, and the rest of the the Robins and uh, Batgirl. So amazing art! Um, you know, even the wake can't dissuade me from uh, your art being one of the best. That so. book looks fantastic. It, it looks, looks fantastic. Good. No, I'm just saying, even how crazy it got at the end there it, it always looked great and yeah so sean murphy rightfully deserves the third spot i look at you trying to come at us for not watching batman beyond ever when you should be met also at the uh head of uh warner brothers that canceled that movie so i don't i don't need a movie the ser- the series is perfect so you don't need a batman beyond movie with michael keaton as batman i mean that would have been cool but they could still do it and not be michael keaton Mm, yeah, it actually it's was supposed to be like the the <laughs> pseudo sequel to uh, the Batgirl movie. Oh, wow. he was supposed to be in charge of her, and she was going to be Batman Beyond, basically. So, hmm. bummer. Uh, which made, made me seem it made, made me uh, double take that uh, announcement because why didn't they just announce it was canceled when Batgirl was canceled? If they're not going to have Batgirl, how are they going to spin the second movie? Some conspiracy oh. shit going. Yeah, My number two is somebody who you guys have both spoke about. I believe. Nope, I don't think one person hasn't <laughs> spoke about him yet, but I believe uh, it will be coming up here. Uh, Fiano Staples. Um, I think the last uh, what is it? Six issues. Seven. Yep. Yes. Six. Six issues over the last year. I think uh, as uh, has been mentioned, is coming back at the same level of quality. But I think also like pushing herself to kind of. Uh, not has the same kind of themes in the books as, as they used to, to kind of like stretch what her skills are. And I feel like just from a storytelling perspective, there's very little that is better this year than that book. Uh, and a big reason for that is Fiona Staples. Like there's never going to be any, well, it's going to be one of those artists you're just talking about Garrett. Like it, it's one in one book coming out from this person. Uh, it comes out so sporadically that like you want to ingest it all. Uh, and you can never get enough of it. And I'm still, I think if I even like, actually, for, actually for, uh, I was going back and reading the compendium, even when you get a lot of it, it's still fantastic. That's how great it is. You know, it's not like a fudge cake. You get eventually get sick of that. A fudge cake. Is fudge that? just covers the chocolate inside. Martin. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Too rich. <laughs> this is rich, but you know what? You don't get sick of it. Alex, what's your number two? Number two is, of course, Sean Murphy. Who else could be my number two? I mean, only one person surpasses this artistry. 
whether it's his cars, his vehicles, his his people drawing. I mean, they all have a different face, which is a big thing in any book. Can you make someone look different than the guy they're standing next to? Yes. You might have to put Red Hood's hood actually on him to look different, but it still count. He looks different. Um, he does both things. The writing is phenomenal. Like I said, I couldn't break the rule. I had to split it up. It was either artistry or writing. I went with the art. Uh, there is no one else who puts as much dedication into a universe as him. Uh, and the, the dedication he has for, what, four years, five years now of this book, not missing a beat. And I don't know if his hand gets tired. I know he does take like a week and a half off just to rest up those tendons. But it always looks phenomenal. So if you're not reading it, you have done yourself a disservice. If you don't like Batman, get over yourself. Read some White Knight. There you go. Sean Murphy, Sean Murphy in that book, him and his twin. Uh, Garrett, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Greg Smallwood from The Human Target um, and some other variant covers around whatever universe you're, you're reading. Um, uh, but... Tom King's ability to find these artists, you know, honorable mention, Phil, sorry, Phil, you didn't make my top five this year, but I'm loving what you're doing in Gotham city. You're one plug. Next time you see him beat the shit out of him. <laughs> um, but Greg Smallwood, I mean, the human target just looks immaculate. I think, you know, the, it's got that uh, 50 sixties vibe to it. Um, the colors are super vibrant. Um, and just the way that it's drawn, like the sex appeal, I tell you, man, like the chemistry between human target and uh, frost it's in their faces. It's not even in their dialogue. I mean, a little bit of it's in their dialogue, but you could just tell based how Greg draws them, like their sexual tension towards one another. And I just think when an, when an artist can like really capture that and really like emphasize it, you know, it's, it's kind of like the great cinema of history where they didn't like, you would assume there was a sex scene, but you wouldn't actually see it. Like that's what Greg Smallwood's doing is he is like pumping out the sex appeal. He's pumping out the chemistry. He's pumping out the mystery. You know, he's working with Tom King to do this, but it just looks incredible. (laughs) He's pumping a lot of stuff. And like, seriously, one of the best artists out there uh, right now. And uh, yeah, this book just looks perfect. So I, I have not been disappointed in the art one time. Very detailed, you know, almost looks painted, but it's not painted. But um, yeah, all the characters look great. And the effects even outside the body, like Frost kind of emitting like a vapor of her mouth or the uh, fire kind of having some smolder, you know, outside her frame. And it's just it's just so well done. And. I think that most artists would take a look at what Greg's doing to kind of like help figure out how they should characterize their characters in art. Oh, when you said sex appeal, I I keep thinking about issue seven when the first time we meet fire, that whole issue has got sex appeal all burned over it. So it's yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Right. And it's meant to bring you in like as a device, like the fire is trying to like test uh, Christopher chance. So it's kind of like, Hey, um, Let's dig into that. And I think Greg just like fully went at it. So it was great. Sex sells people. Sex sells. Uh, It was the uh, uh, doc and who on uh, strange Adam, Adam strange, strange adventures. Uh, Wasn't it? Not Mitch Garrett. It it wasn't playing man. Was it? No, it was grads. And it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's the last book that he did with Greg Smallwood? Tom King? I don't know. Hmm. I feel like there's another one. Anyway, so my number uh, is Greg Smallwood. Um, for the reasons you guys just said, I think it, it it really is, for me, all the things that you said, Garrett, I just want to say diddle to. Diddle. Ditto to. <laughs> um, because it's, it's like. <laughs> because it's like. For me, like that's why I'm enjoying this art style this year, and I think it's the it's in terms of storytelling, uh, a fantastic, uh, and that is Human Target. It really is a book f- for me that is like, as you guys stated, it's just 
for all the reasons you said, Garrett, but also those covers, everything about it. Like, I, oh I just, yeah, I just can't believe Human Target's not a book that would be like, hey, this is gonna look fantastic when they first announced it. And I think I can't see it any other way besides being told like this from now on. So, um, if they were, well, yeah, and even, even if you look at the back cover, it's a pinup calendar, you know, and it's like mm. he's just doing that in every single page. It's got like a. <laughs> I watched Mad Men. Uh, uh, when it was coming out, and this kind of has that like '50s, '60s, um, kind of vibe to it, but it does feel, as you stated, Garrett, like the characters themselves. It's so fucking good. Like I, I yeah. just, I just can't help, but love that book so much. And a big part of it is Greg Smallwood. It's just well, amazing. Well, I was thinking like a, a sunset. Like every time I look at the pages, the way it's done, it just always looks like a sunset. How beautiful mm. it is. So my number one, Mr. Greg Smallwood. Uh, I would love to have a piece of that artwork Ooh. on my wall. So. I bet, I bet, I bet he, uh, I bet he sells it for Pretty thousands funny. of dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> Alex, I uh, there's of course no surprise who my number one would be. Marvin almost even alluded to that I haven't spoken about this person yet. Uh, Fiona Staples. This is the year of saga. If there has not been any surprise from last week's show. Uh, her triumphant return. You're right. She's changed up what she's doing, but there's still the creating team of this book is, is just, I, there's no one else that could it be for me. I love seeing what she's doing. I'm excited to have that six month break or however long they do continue to take. So the fact that it does make me want more, but I have to wait. And it's like, it's almost like teasing yourself to having something fantastic show back up and that is uh that is saga itself but it's being fiona staples artwork that i only get to see six times a year and she only does the one book with maybe one random cover um there was no other choice for me this year it had to be fiona and uh yeah phenomenal Mm, interesting garrett if i think your number one is what i think it is i think i have it narrowed down what our top number one books will be next (laughs) couple of weeks yeah Well, I mean, I've already given mine away. So, you know, I'm going to do a little wound up to this one. Like what I think of like best writer or best artist, I think it's almost kind of the best creative team for a book for me. And that would be the artist, Jacob Phillips, for that Texas blood with Chris Condon. I mean, like I said, this book, every month it comes out, it's like the book I want to read most. Uh, It's got the most mystery to it. And it, I think Jacob Phillips like really gets how Texas is supposed to look and feel like Texas is in the, in the heat, in the desert, isolated, dry, uh, you know, gritty. And I think he gets it perfectly. And, and this book is just so well done. And I think a lot of it has to do with the art, the terror in characters faces, the, the creepy smile, serial killer, man, um, you know, the emotion that Joe Bob feels towards, uh, you know, those around him. Cause like, this is kind of like our, uh, our Dumbledore, our Alfred, our wise person who's lived this long life, who has so much wisdom and experience to give, but we also get to learn how he got that experience. And it's not always in what Joe Bob says. It's in how you can see him struggling with conflict or how to, get through the next shift the next day dealing with what he has to in this really fucked up County. So, uh, I feel like Jacob Phillips is doing great. You know, reckless you, you mentioned we read that first volume. I don't know if that was this year, maybe at the end of last year, but, um, he is an aspiring artist, just like, uh, you know, his father before him. And uh, it's so fun. That's legacy. But yeah, like you said, Martin, they're kind of like, they've made their own unique style that they're now kind of separate. Um, I still like to think of them under all that, the criminal umbrella. I've, I don't even do, it's not like true crime comics to me. It's just criminal comics because I like that uh, better than true crime. Um, you know, this explains so. why I was gloating so much over the art of that book and you stayed silent um, because you had as your number one. So, yep, exactly. And like, you know, I feel like a lot of my list this year is, is a little abnormal from what I normally put. I, you know what? It surprises me so much that that's your favorite book. I mean, uh, I mean, those are your favorite artists, writers and artists. 
uh, of the year. <laughs> and so um, it, it just surprises me because it's like, not that you wouldn't like that. I think you would be on board the same way we were over criminal, reckless, and uh, killer be killed uh, on this podcast. But I feel like that usually is my thing that I'm like, oh God, I love, like I would be the one being biggest about that book and not that it doesn't deserve it. I just think that mm-hmm. this year uh, there were things that we all kind of found a place in and found enjoyment from uh, maybe for different reasons. And I think actually, I am actually very excited for our best comics of 2022 because I think it's going to be a solid 15 books that even like you're talking about a number one, Garrett and Garrett, Alex can be talking about a different number one, I believe. I can make a case for all three of those two, like the same way you guys um, are. Uh, yeah. So the way that then I I didn't even occur to me that the three top or our tops were all one book each from each person. I was so that's yeah. I'm excited for this year, and honestly, this is the most I've had to talk about comic books. Uh, and my excitement for it. Marvin said it like three weeks ago. I love comic books, and uh, I think Marvin even reignited that flame to read 28 books last week. So Marvin, uh, thanks to you. I know Thanksgiving's yeah, over, but I, thanks to you. I think uh, Alex made it to February 2023, so we're getting cl- or February 2022. Sorry, it depends. Some closer. some books he is in the future, and some books he's in the past. It's almost like um, <laughs> uh, and lost Garrett when he keeps flashing back and forth. You know, he doesn't. We wh- gotta go back. He doesn't know when he's in. What times when I'm in? <laughs> we gotta go back. I I swear to God, one of these days I will get caught up. May not be until 2025, but it'll happen. Hey, just chip away, man. Chip, 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 Zarsky away at it. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Alex, did, did part of the ignition happen when you're like, Fantastic Four full circle? When did Marvel read that? And I was just like, buddy, I've been reading shit. <laughs> I didn't know you read that. <laughs> I talked about it last week. Oh, oh. No. Mm. Yeah. God damn. Well, I guess sometimes you talk and some people don't listen, even on your own show. I mean, our show. Like, obviously, you're on here to listen to. I just wasn't there, you know, mentally. In person. You know, that still trap is, the door's been open for a while. So. Hey, 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 man. Still trap has to imply that I remembered stuff. Um, I just wasn't there. I know what I'm saying. Your memory to pay attention obviously got loose. So. There we go. The uh, top writers and artists of 2022 brought to you by RainbowComicsAndCards.com. That's RainbowComicsAndCards.com. You can go there, get all the books that we, uh, or no writers and artists that we mentioned. Uh, they all have big enough books that your Rainbow Comics and Cards will collect it. Uh, and they also have you some unique things that uh, um, you might have to go back and find. So as we talked about before, like even if it's not 2022, I think those three uh, or the those three writers and those three artists have done work in the past uh, that you can go back and look at that. And that's great too. So uh, roots of swamp thing.com. Speaking of the swamp thing, that just Jeff Lemire book, as we talked about before, what's that called again? Green scare, green hell, green hell. It's uh, never coming out again. I, I, I was pretty sure I had seen it was getting re-released again, but I doubt that's happening. <laughs> One day, Jeff Lemire. Uh, we'll bring that out. We'll see. But, you go there, RuthaSwampThing.com, so you can get up to date on the Swampy. Uh, so that way you can um, know what it, what's happening when that book comes out again. You know, we were playing a little uh, DC Supervillains, <coughs> Alex, Lego game. Uh, Gary, oh, yeah. Gary Kills too. I don't know why I'm directing, directing this towards Alex, but uh, <laughs> playing it with my uh, son, one of my sons, because there's only two players, I think. Um, and we have a bunch of characters unlocked that like, came with it or something like that. I don't know. I don't know the case. Anyways, it comes with Swamp Thing. And uh turns out Swamp Thing not, not a big hit in the house. So, John, sorry, but maybe you don't like my kids. So, Damn. You know, the one thing is I want to know if maybe that book got canceled or at least unresolicited is the fact that uh, Jeff Lemire went way too far away with Swamp Thing and they're already struggling to sell them anyway. Uh, hey, cut the book. Move on. Listen, it should be just like watch babies. And you should make Swamp Thing lovable for kids. So <laughs> there you go. Six oh five two one five baby eighteen forty nine Swamp Daddy. Uh it is about him growing up in uh, his dad's swamp. So Daddy, uh, my tubers hurt. Oh. oh. <laughs> swamp. What are you doing in here? Why is the door locked? 
My tuber's elongated, son. Sing the Pledge of the Swamp Thing. <laughs> Dad, my tuber's exploded. Uh... <laughs> 605-215-1849 or WednesdayComics.com. Go there, subscribe, and send us a message uh, and listen to past episodes there. Uh, you can listen to the past year of shows on there. Uh, a lot of uh, comic book talk this year. I have a lot of great books. You can go back and even hear us talk about additional books throughout the year. And you can also go back to last week's podcast and hear the best brand new series of this last uh, 12 calendar months. So. Uh, Twitter, find us on Twitter at Wednesday Comics at Garot2188 and the AP Keaton. Um, I'm Marvel. Get back at me. I'm so wondering, wondering why there's no Howard the Duck. Uh, I understand you just launched a new season. It's going to take a little bit, but make sure we get some sort of announcement out there that Howard the Duck will be added as soon as possible. So he fits in the cosmic. He, he shows up on the collector's card. He's like in the background. So why isn't he a card? I know. I've seen that. I've seen that a lot. I will even try to get to level 100 and you give me that card. Come on. Um, there we go, guys. Nice show. Uh, Alex, are you okay now? I heard you were choking on it. Was that a tuber, tubular you were talking, choking on? It was a tuber. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the thing about Swamp Thing, him and Lego form does not look too terrifying. I think it's the uh, lack of definition in his body shape that scares kids. Uh, they don't know what's the hand, what's the foot. Is he naked? Is he not naked? Like, what's going on here? I've I've seen the scariest Swamp Thing, and it wasn't even Swamp Thing. I think it was Man Thing with uh, Weird Whiskers. Garrett, tell me what you're drawing. That was the scariest thing I've seen in years. <laughs> what was? <laughs> Your Man <laughs> Thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Haunts your dreams. Steals your soul. That was the day we had Bill Hester with us, and he showed us how it's done. We saw his man thing on small things, little something dot com. What? what? I didn't see his man thing. Swampbabies dot net. Man thing dot org. Go there. It's a good website. Yeah. Nonprofit about the man thing. <laughs> Man things things. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Make sure to include the hyphen. God damn it, some people might have went without the hyphen. Oh shit. Oh my god. For Wednesday Comics, we get the fuck out of here. For Wednesday Comics, my name is Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey everyone, stay warm, stay safe, and keep turning those pages. Mm-hmm.